18 of the bonus podcast. I'm Brandi Bradshaw. I'll be hosting this episode. And with me, as always, is Crystal Taves. Hello. And Thalia Swatsky. Hello. And to my right is our special guest today, Sterling Ray. Say hello to our listeners, Sterling. Hello. <laughs> so Sterling, here, Sterling. Yeah. Sterling, who are you? Why are you here? I am the administrative assistant in women's ministries. I'm here because my boss told me to come. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes. this is one of those other duties as yeah, yeah as I listed by your. Don't you have to do an evaluation like in the next few weeks? So this I'm is trying good to impress brownie Crystal. points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, welcome here. Um, yeah, let's just get right into it. We've got our Did You Know section today. It is about Missions Weekend. We have our Global Missions Weekend coming up mm-hmm. um, May 3rd and 4th, mm-hmm. I believe, right? May 3rd and 4th weekend. The church, always a good time. There's uh, booths set up usually, and we get to find out a lot about uh, what our Northview missionaries are that we obviously both financially support and spiritually support and, and community and there's all usually a booklet things. put out that has all the names of the people so we yes. can bring that home and pray for them and be in touch with them. The kids like yeah. it because you can walk around collecting little goodies, candies or yeah. just little stickers or little buttons from yeah. the different booths. And there's usually those pictures of people from around the world yeah. and the flags are all up. Oh, yeah, the yeah. flags. It yeah. seems like every family in the hallway is always like, what country is that? It's like playing a flag trivia game yes. when you come to church that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's usually always the missions intern just walking around, hanging up the flags. This is actually a little side note. Greg Harris, when he was the missions intern, he is scared of heights. I'm oh. outing him. I'm outing him right now. He's scared of heights. He didn't want to put up the flags. And I remember he had to put up the flags around center court at the time before mm-hmm. we had center court services. And just going up the little three-step uh, ladder to put the flags on the top of the center court, like that little, you know, <laughs> little where the brick ridge. stops yeah. and the ridge. He was shaking his <laughs> knees. He was like, ah. So is that why he quit these flags. the department? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Oh, so, funny. just so you know, man, sometimes when we're working here at the church, we got to do things Ooh. that, you know, scare us. <laughs> like hang flags. <laughs> Anyways, Outside the other did you know about the missions weekend is that um, coming up too in, in May, we have uh, a few of our teaching staff are going over to Thailand to um, help do pastoral training Mm -hmm. at the Change Life Center, which uh, our church has also supported financially in the building of that and now supporting as well um, through teaching and equipping local pastors. If you'll remember, we had um, Poon Poon Cow. Please, I really hope I'm saying that right. It's it's Poon Cow? I think so. Okay, so so if I'm saying that wrong, (laughs) it's Sterling Ray at (laughs) northu.org, and uh, you can email her. But he was here a few weeks back, got interviewed, and um, just shared with us about his um, call on his life to... um, proclaim the gospel in mm-hmm. his uh, in his country and how there's been many pastors uh, through his faithfulness um, being trained up to proclaim the gospel there and so it's cool to see our some of our staff going as well to continue to invest in the kingdom of God growing in in Thailand so yeah, yeah mm-hmm. missions weekend looking forward to seeing you uh, today's main topic is Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> the will of God. 
It should have some sort of reverb at yeah, that one, so, right? Yeah. It should be, yeah. like, yeah. really music. echoey yeah. and really, like, yeah. Um, why are we doing this topic today? Crystal, what are some of the reasons we're doing this topic today? Um, well, we wanted to clarify some things for people. A lot of people have a lot of confusion as to um, how to find the will of God. Mm. And they walk in guilt or fear that they've somehow missed it. Um, mm. and so we want to kind of talk about that and help yeah. alleviate some of that stress, I yeah. guess, for people. And just talk about how God's will is talked about within the Bible. Mm-hmm. So It's a good, yeah. uh, just after Easter and going on your Easter egg hunts and people sometimes treating the will of God like an Easter egg hunt. Yes. <laughs> like they <laughs> kind of have a, like a divining rod or yes. something. That they Where is the will of God? I have you! Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Chocolatey Easter egg. Yes. That is a misconception. Um... What else? Sterling, you got some other reasons why we're doing this, talking about this today? Anything? Yeah, sometimes when I talk to other young adults, people my age, it seems like there's a lot of confusion about what God's will really means, and the will of God in your life only means something grand if you're being called to Africa or something, and not really a lot of understanding of how what God's will looks like in your everyday life. So. Yeah. A lot of misconceptions around this. Uh, this topic. I know, Thalia, in some of your work, you uh, experience it as well. So what are some of your insights into why it might be good to clarify this? Well, I had already told the group around the table that we need to have a little empathy moment because a lot of people feel guilty, like Crystal said, or confused. And yeah, we all feel that way. We would love to know the daily ins and outs of God's will. We would love to have it on the wall. We'd love to have it in words. We would love to have it where we could just follow the recipe and we would know what to do. But that's so often not the case. And so I think this is a big topic. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there are some misconceptions, and I think the words get used and mixed around with other things like calling or um, feeling peace or mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, we've all had experiences and even our own experiences of not quite understanding um, the will of God and how it's explained in Scripture. And so we just wanted to like as we have with other topics in our podcast talk about it on a on a basic level and um yeah so i'm going to start off with separating sort of two different very clear aspects of the will of god um that are outlined in scripture and will help us in some understanding Uh, one is called the revealed or moral will of god The other would be classified as the sovereign will of God. So I'll start with the sovereign will of God. The sovereign will of God is uh, something that cannot be changed, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It is something that is um, as (laughs) simple, I said before, it's as simple and complicated as our, you know, Sunday school songs of he's got the whole world in his hands. God is in control. He is has oversight over all things, uh, and yet as complicated as the implications then Mm -hmm. of that statement, that God is in control of all things, comes with it a lot of questions and a lot of tensions of how that also exists in God being loving and bad things happening and Mm -hmm. all of these kind of things. That is where we would qualify the sovereign will of God. Anything to add to that? Any other, anybody else? (laughs) <laughs> how no, else good. to kind of explain that? Oh, no, simple. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to give it just a very accessible definition. God's will 101. God's will 101. Yeah. yeah. That is sovereign. That is God's will. That is the 
life path of where things are going to go. And it talks about, like, since before the foundations of the world, until yes. the end of the world, like until yes. the end of time, like the Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha and, the and Omega, and everything end. in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. So it's not just... That is yeah. talking about... So, so some of those scriptures are talking about the sovereign will of God. Yeah. And then there's the revealed and moral will of God, which has a lot more of a direction to it. This is not the necessary mystery. There's not a, a great mystery around this will of God. This is scripture. Yeah. <laughs> this is the very breath and word of God for our lives. This is when it says, you know, for example, in, in Thessalonians, it says, um, you know, uh, do my will. No, no. What is it? The reveal the will of God or, oh, man, now I'm going to get it totally wrong. <laughs> this is God's will for this you. This is God's will for you. Thank you. A, to live in yeah. this way and, you know, no, avoid sexual immorality. Do all, you know, do and don't do all of mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. It's very clearly laid out. This is talking about the moral will of God. So how to live our lives. Mm-hmm. And that is not a mystery. And that is no. more mm-hmm. so um, where our focus as Christians should be on the revealed moral will of God. Because this is how he's laid it out for us. This is our to-do list, as yeah. it is. Um, and we find that out by? Reading scripture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why it's called the revealed will of God. Yeah. It is revealed to us. It is not shrouded in mystery. It is revealed to us through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in each believer who proclaims Jesus is Lord. You can read the scriptures and know this truth. And this yeah. truth transforms our hearts. The truth of the revealed will of God being the sanctification mm-hmm. of his people. Yeah. Us looking more like his son. This is God's will for your life, his moral revealed will for your life. Yeah. Are we doing what we read? Are we having that impact our life? As opposed to lots of the scripture we don't necessarily understand, but are we doing what we do understand? Right. Yes. <laughs> and the, the problem is so many of us are trying to peek into that sovereign will of God. Yes. And we're not necessarily spending our time focusing on, well, how does he want me to live? We yeah. want to somehow uncover this sovereign will that get that clue to what God's doing in the world, why he let this happen, all these things. We spent a lot of time trying to uncover these things. And God says throughout the word that it's not up to you to know these things. Right. Like right. it's not... You don't need to know these things in order mm-hmm. to live a life that pleases me. Yes. And you probably shouldn't know a lot of these things because if you know the future... Yeah. Right? Like any yeah, travel yeah, movie. You're, you're not... Yeah, you know totally. The future. So yes, a practical question with that would be a lot of people come to us and they'll say, why am I suffering in such a way? Why do I have this diagnosis? Why, why are these trials happening? Yeah. We don't necessarily know these things now or even in this life. Yep. But we do know how to operate in trials and sufferings because it's very clear in God's word how we are to respond. Yeah, and that these things bring about, when troubles come, that these things bring about our sanctification, yeah. which is God's will for our lives. And Crystal, you kind of hit it on the head to say, like, we're looking for that meaning. We're looking for that. You're looking for that reveal or that um, sovereign will, that mystery. And there's something about it because we feel like there's got to be more to this. There's got to be more to my life. Yeah. Like, what is that? What is that big, ultimate, shiny purpose for our lives? And to turn around and say, it is to bring glory to God in all things for his fame and for your good. Somehow doesn't have that. Yeah, to repent constantly. It's not as flashy as as like, no, no, I don't think that's the will of God for my life. There's something, (laughs) there's something spectacular out there. (laughs) This just in people, that is it. If you (laughs) love me, you'll obey my commands. You, You will obey my commands. Yes. You will be found faithful. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we have lots of encouragement 
um, from this, from the biblical precedent. Mm-hmm. Crystal, mm-hmm. you've written down a, a bunch of lists for us of lists. You've you've got um, a bunch of examples from scripture. Yeah, you've yeah. brainstormed a few ideas yeah. for us, and and feel free to jump in if there's other stories that come to your mind that I haven't written down, but. I think one of the most encouraging stories for me is always the story of Daniel um, because basically in his book he has three or four big moments where he's doing something crazy, right? He's yeah. he's standing up to the king of Babylon or he's interpreting a dream or whatever. He's in the lion's den. He's in the lion's den. But that's <laughs> over 80 years and there's three or four big moments. And in the middle of all those years, what he's doing is daily praying. He's daily searching scriptures. It says that he's you know reading back through the scrolls of Jeremiah at one yeah. point, right? And praying to God, yes. like you said, this would be 70 years of captivity. Why is it not happening? Like he's daily doing all these things so that when the big moment comes, he's like, okay, now i got to step in because this is not God's will and I know I need to do something about it. But yeah. it's because he's doing these daily things that he knows when he should step in and do something. Yeah. yeah. And we so often underestimate the value of that daily faithfulness, of just being in God's word, of seeking his kingdom first, right? Yeah. And then allowing him to add all those things. Yeah. Um, you look at the story of like Joseph and all the Israelites going down into Egypt. Like God prophesied to Abraham, you're... Your descendants will be captive in Egypt for 430 years. And they didn't kind of make themselves do that in order to fulfill the prophecy. It just happened that Joseph was sold into slavery and it just happened that there was a famine and that Joseph did all these things and the family came down there. God worked through all these circumstances to accomplish the purpose that he had. Yeah. And it was the actions of sinful people. Yeah. It was the action, right? Yeah. Like he was fulfilling his will yeah. um, just through what what was happening, what he had prophesied before. Yeah. So it's not like any of them had this special moment where they realized, oh, I'm now enacting this prophecy that God had. No, they just were going about no their idea. daily life, and God was using their daily life yeah. yep. to lead and guide them. So um, when you look at the story of Acts, Paul moved from town to town to town, depending on what reception he got there, mm-hmm. depending on who kicked him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jews kicked him out. Okay, yeah. I'll go to the next one. Uh, there were some times where he said I was blocked by the spirit or my ship got wrecked or something that stopped me from going somewhere. And then he just took that as a sign from God. Well, I'll stay here then until the path opens up or whatever. Yeah. So it wasn't like he... It was very common sense, very, very practical, sense. following the highway to the next town until it was clear he shouldn't move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't seem to stress about that <laughs> at all. Like it was just... <laughs> I just had like a really funny image when you said highway, following the highway <laughs> to the next town. Just Paul waiting on the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> waiting to the next town. And sometimes I think the mistake we get is if we follow God's will, then we'll never be put into a hard place. Like God will always kind of mm-hmm. bring us along and it'll be a better and a better and a better place. Right. Whereas God sometimes leads us by his spirit into these hard places yeah. for his own glory, for our own maturation. And yeah. I think of even like after Jesus was baptized, it was the spirit that led him into the wilderness to mm-hmm. be tempted mm-hmm. by yes. Satan. Like yeah. it wasn't. God was leading him there into this place of temptation because he yep. knew that he needed to go through that in order for his ministry. Right? Yeah. yeah. And people come to me and say, well, I thought I was in God's will, but now this bad stuff's happening. I'm like, well, that might be like as hard as it is to say. Yeah. yeah. You're following God. He's bringing you through bad stuff. To teach you to something or teach the people around you or grow you in yeah, some way. It's not way. a sign that you're out of God's will. No. no. Stuff's happening that's no. not. Now it could be. Could it be could a result be. of sin. Yeah. You might need to clean up the sin and repent of that. But it but might simply be circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I think of a lot of really tough times in my life, and I look back and say, wow, God used that. And he led me there because I think he needed to either 
either show me something in my life that needed to be changed yeah. or right like yeah so I tell the women that come to meet with me I said they are more useful with their muck mm-hmm. like I don't want to work with volunteers who've had no muck because we need the tough things in our life so that we have compassion and understanding for the other people around us. Yeah. So the tough things are sometimes where we learn how to have compassion and understanding for others. Well, yeah, yeah. consider it yeah. pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when yeah. you go through persecutions, trials and sufferings of all kinds, right? James, yeah. like there's a reason scripture outlines uh, so often that perseverance and, and not only like directly like that, like it says in James, but all the listings that you gave of of, uh, you know, people in the Old Testament and perseverance of faith mm-hmm. and that long obedience of following God. Yeah. Uh, it's something that our Google culture mm. is not set up to partake in. And we need to realize that, that our culture of busyness and, uh, you know, quick headlines and Twitter and it, it cultivates in us a... a the, no desire for longevity, mm-hmm. no desire for faithfulness, no desire for obedience. It's do what you want, get it now. I think feel good, be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is something that some of the people who are going through cancer treatments at our church are mm. are experiencing. Mm. There are a few um, younger women that are going through tough cancer treatments, and mm. what they're enduring now is for the hope of something better. Mm. That the cancer mm-hmm. treatments will get rid of the cancer, and they will have. A great life on the other side and so they are going through horrible moments for the hope mm. and this is what we I think as Christians need to think about is that just because we're in a tough time doesn't mean that there isn't hope for something better on the other side God is going to use that but we do have to endure in the moment not lose faith not start yelling at the people around us and all that kind of thing we yes. need to be faithful and and realize that that doesn't always look like smile on your face and yeah. <laughs> you know like no. Jesus in the garden that he's you know praying and facing his his death and and saying you know take this cup from me but yeah. also an understanding of God's sovereign will yeah <laughs> but not my will but yours be done so rejoicing in that we don't have to have this fake smile and no. praising God and hands in the air all the time we can no. actually yeah. have permission yeah. to be a mess Yes. In the tough times. Yeah. But still be committed to God. And realize you're still in his sovereign will. He Mm -hmm. still has you. He's still with you. (laughs) And you're not out of his will because you're in suffering or in persecution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think perseverance, too, through just times of of waiting to see where God's taking you with his will. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've been really encouraged by the story of Moses because he was one of the great patriarchs of the faith but he spent 80 years of his life in the desert and it wasn't always something amazing happening and especially with I think people like me in our 20s we might feel called to ministry or to something and maybe not seeing all of those goals pan out right now doesn't mean that we're not within God's will just waiting and persevering and trusting him and serving him faithfully when life isn't all of your dreams coming together yet it's just ordinary yeah Yeah. that's true Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes God plants seeds in us to kind of make us aware of something that might be happening in the future or something he may have for us to do but it might be a long time ahead right Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. he needs to mature us into something before we're ready to Mm -hmm. be at that spot where we can contribute what he wants us to too right Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah 
And there's, I mean, there's different stages of, you know, focusing, like I can see someone giving an answer of, okay, so the revealed will of God is the scriptures and, and the commands of, of our moral behavior, our actual actions of doing good works or not doing or, um, and being like, yeah, yeah, well, I have that, like I've read scripture and I've, uh, you, you need to continue to to realize that there's so many different things listed in scripture that like you have to keep going back because it continues to change even those things that aren't maybe um what would be the word like not not actually caused by your conscious so it's almost like so things like pride mm. and anxiety <clears throat> and worries and mm, you know and it says do not those yeah kind of things. so it's like yeah. do not worry do not those are things that sort of happen in situations and it's not something that you are consciously necessarily doing right and so for example to focus my life on the revealed will of God would be to be focused on scripture so that the more scriptures in my heart the more scriptures in the you know in my mind like it says in Romans that the transforming and renewing of my mind Mm -hmm. being a constant process so that I don't worry when things come Mm -hmm. my way I don't have pride in certain situations and if, if you guys are with me that's going to take a long time. Yeah. So, but practically, so, yeah. what does that look like? like so, one thing I'm thinking of right. practically is, you know, do you have a plan or do we have plans for memorizing scripture? So right. it is in our head. Are we challenging ourselves hmm. to study at a deeper level? Right. So I'll say to some women, I said, it's great that you're doing this Bible study. Challenge yourself. Do more. Go deeper. Join a, a different group or another group. Right. It's not enough simply to be at church once a week. Yeah. And like there, there's both the like, I think it depends on where you're at. Right. Well, yeah, so yeah. so mm-hmm. there's m- multiple different stages and levels that you could dive into. And, and uh, you don't you want to at the same time encourage a deeperness in your own faith all the time, but also not create this constant like I'm not good enough and yeah. I constantly mm-hmm. need to you know I constantly need to be better and I need to I need to actually learn Greek now to get into the you know like <laughs> but some you know, might have to <laughs> some, some might have to and some it's a little bit like personal training for exercise yeah, depends <laughs> where you're at if you have injuries you know you take it easier if you are able to do more then do more yeah so it, it starts with some people as like do you do, do you know the general revealed moral will of God do you know scripture do you know the story of scripture so, like, some people might have studied, but they've never read Jonah. Hmm. <laughs> they don't know that Jonah, you know, they don't know the story of Jonah. Or So it's like they might know so much about the gospel, or they might be so focused on, I don't know, evangelism, but not have the full wealth of knowledge of what's going hmm. on in all the scriptures. So, like, being in our 101 mentality, it would still always be the same recommendation. Read the Bible. <laughs> Stage one. <laughs> read the bible we laugh but it's true it's, it's true it's basic yeah it's the basic, more we know the character of god and what's important to him and what he values and what then the more we'll be able to act as people who are his image bearers yeah. right the people who are yeah mm-hmm. explaining him mm-hmm. to the world by the way that we act yeah. we'll know what's important natural. to him yeah. and yeah we put it on yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the f- and what happens is when you pursue that renewing and transforming of your mind more fruit of the spirit shows up in your life yeah. right mm-hmm. so that so that you're living out and you're even more confident and hopeful and when, i don't know when i'm living out in the in the 
scriptures and I'm, I'm, I'm in the scriptures and it's feeding me, I just totally feel like this healthy plant and you feel, you can feel the fruit coming out. You can see it in your own life. You can see the desire to serve one another, to love one another too. And, and the more confident you become that you are in the sovereign will of God, you are living out God's purposes for your life, which is to bring glory to him because you see the sanctification happening in your own life, right? Are we going to tell that playground analogy? Oh, yeah. That you'd use your yeah. youth? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So when I talk to youth about this, because generally high school students, you know, you got that grade 12 transition where, um, you know, oh, where am I going to go? Why am I Australia or Cape and Ray, New Zealand? Or, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go to Bible school or am I going to go to university or am I going to work or I'm going to. And often it puts them in this situation of like, freak out because I don't want to because of this misunderstanding of I don't want to not be in God's will is sort of this freak out right that they get and um which does show some of that misunderstanding so often when it's like oh but I want to know I want to go to the place that God wants for me whether it be Cape and Ray New Zealand or Cape and Ray Thetis Island and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they're sitting, they've got like a map set up in their room and they're like, you know, praying over this map of where to land, where should the pin go? And I'm like, okay, let me just help you out here. And I, I explain some of this revealed will of God and sovereign will of God in a way that says, look, you have the choice between two good things here, going to Bible school here or going to Bible school there. And God has set up like a father in his backyard and has said, here is the fence. Here are the things that are not good for you. Do not participate in sexual immorality. Do not make, you know, idols. Do not. And he set up these, this revealed moral will, this fence. And what's inside, he's saying, this is good. This is my will for you. This is all good. So you're choosing between two good things. Pick one. So like you had said, right? The sandbox or, or the, the slide. Yeah. It's in the backyard. <laughs> Just don't go beyond the fence. And yet we somehow, with our misunderstanding of this, can make it this massive, you know, deathly spiritual decision where it's like, it can be pretty simple. You're choosing between two really good things. Mm-hmm. Make a choice. <laughs> and and I God's think, with you in yeah, all and things. and I think trust that God is leading you, even if you don't know if he's leading you. Yeah. Like, just yeah. keep moving forward if you are submitting yourself to him every day and asking for his guidance and direction just keep moving forward then you're in the will of god yeah yeah you're not anti yeah no you're not gonna miss it yeah if he wants you to do something you will know that like Mm -hmm. yeah there's no never a time in scripture where somebody missed it where they just didn't hear they didn't have their antenna tuned properly to god's will yeah if he wanted them to do something they knew so Yeah. yeah totally so there's a few books that we wanted to recommend um one is called just do something by kevin DeYoung. And that's a good one, especially for younger people, I think, because mm-hmm. you've experienced Sterling. I know some people just kind of sit around waiting. Yeah. Not doing anything, waiting for God to tell them, go do this with your life. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he talks about that, just doing something. To, uh, yeah. Another one I've been reading for a class, but it's good. It's called After You Believe by N.T. Wright. And mm. it talks about why Christian character matters. And it talks mm. about what are between the time when we're saved and the time when we go to heaven, what is God about in our lives? Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, basically, he's about developing your character. Yeah. And so that's a really good book. Yeah. It talks about how we develop character, how we put on virtues, how we, how scripture shapes us, all these different things. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, any other ones that you um, would think of? I don't have a book recommendation necessarily um, on the topic, uh, but there would definitely be 
you know, little snippets about the will of God that if you want to go into further study to um, look at some online ser- sermons, uh, John Piper has a few that I listen to and just a little bit of prep for this and um, even <laughs> a chapter from Systematic Theology. Yeah, there's one on God's yeah, will in there. There's one on yeah. God's will in there and it's, yeah, I know the word systematic theology sounds very daunting to maybe, and the book would be daunting if you do find the book. Yeah, it's, it's big. It's a big textbook. But um, I, I think the chapters are, are very well written. Yeah. Um, if that's maybe too much, there's also a smaller book that's very accessible called Christian Beliefs by Wayne Grudem, mm-hmm. which Grudem, Wayne Grudem wrote Systematic Theology as well. Um, but a lot of those books are even, you can find those chapters online yeah. um, for free. So you just Google Systematic Theology and Will of God and you get some more explanation in that. But um, mine would actually be almost like an anti not an anti-recommendation I don't know what I would call it but like when we were talking before about faithfulness and and that like you know especially Daniel you were talking about that and there being these three or four moments in his life and yet this huge amount of faithfulness in his years um that's something I forgot about and I would always Mm. feel like it actually would like reading even reading through the scriptures and reading missionary biographies and like Corey Ten Boom's one of my favorite authors and and just like reading through some of these and I'm just like oh these people are amazing like what amazing superstars of Christians yeah and I would just be like I'm horrible (laughs) like (laughs) I would read them and just be like oh my goodness I'm not doing enough for God or Mm. I'm not you know I'm not I'm not and then uh, somewhere along the line, someone kind of like kind of knocked me upside the head and was like, you're reading the highlights. Right. Like, remember that you're reading the highlights. And these are the mm-hmm. highlights where people are testifying of these amazing things that God did in their lives. And they were these huge things which should encourage you about the character of God yeah. and that he is active and working in people's mm-hmm. lives. And his sovereign will is being used and is coming true. And he chooses to use crazy vessels like us broken vessels like us to to accomplish that will and yet there's all the there's all the days in between mm-hmm. there's all the like no one's writing a book about there no, that'd be <laughs> so boring yeah right. well right. today it was just the laundry and yeah, the dishes yeah. And, which yeah. which gives a, a total cultural mm-hmm. parallel to today of yeah. like your instagram culture yeah. Yeah. or your facebook culture that we're, we're not posting our you know hey boring life like Mm -hmm. taking a picture of me just at my desk at work although I have done that (laughs) I have done a selfie at my desk at work but you know we're we're posting these highlights and it's like yeah no but it's about the regular every day and yeah so so when you pick up books like that just keep that in mind so it doesn't even when you read the bible that it's, yeah. that it's highlights, yes. too. It's highlights. Right. Like Abraham's... Don't skip over the, yeah. like, and then David waited 50 years. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't or skip Isaac, over that part. Like, Isaac prayed for the son, for him and Rebecca, for 20 years. For 20 yeah. Yeah. Like, years. Like, take note of the time when it... Because it does tell you that sometimes, right? Yes. It says he was 99 when this happened and 130 when this happened. You're like, okay, yeah. well, okay. Take note. <laughs> yeah. Faithful. There's 40 years that weren't mentioned in the Bible. Yes. And they were just normal. They were just normal. <laughs> 40 Nothing years. To yeah. Exactly. Yeah, nothing to report. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's a, maybe I'm going to say that's an encouragement to families and parents, too, and people who yeah. are, you know, of our listeners. You have kids, you have grandkids, you have friends. Like, be quick to encourage perseverance. Mm-hmm. Don't be quick to want to change circumstances so easily, you know? And, and I think um, 
show people that you value their everyday stuff. Like I, I had yeah. one guy, uh, he just passed away recently, but at his funeral I was there and they were mentioning some of his idiosyncrasies. And one of the things was he never let anybody say, I'm just doing this. And I remembered when I was, mm. came out of high school, he asked me, he went to my church that I was at, and he said, so what are you up to now? And I said, well, I'm just waitressing. And he said, you're not just waitressing, you're waitressing. <laughs> and, and you have a mission there at Boston Pizza. And you have nice. people that you're meeting with. And, but he, I hadn't thought of that because that was yeah. like so many years ago. But that was his way of saying nothing you're doing is just anything. Yeah. Everything you're doing is something. And where, are you, you, where is God in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. Just do something. Yeah. yeah. Just do something. He's placed you where you are. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use it. Okay. So, in my opinion. All right. I'm looking forward to this because I'm a foodie. Um, which is also probably something I'm trying to even keep clean on my Instagram. I'm trying not to post as many food pictures because I can get annoyed. But I love, I love food. Um, so, restaurant recommendations. In your opinion. What is a good little recommendation you have for us, Sterling, for Abbotsford or surrounding area? Abbotsford, I'll say O'Neill's. Everybody needs to know about O'Neill's. 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 Okay. I've never been to O'Neill's. You need to go to O'Neill's. (laughs) I have been to O'Neill's. and It's a little breakfast sandwich place. It's a hole in a wall. And he makes sweet potato buns. It's all homemade there, and it's just really good. Although, Where where is it? Yeah, it's in downtown Abbotsford. Yep. I think off of Montrose. Yes. Somewhere around there. Yeah. I think Gosling Way. Something I'm like gonna that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Google it's... Google it. Yeah. Gosling yeah, Way. It's that like one way yeah, street kinda that's goes like... goes down a little goes bit Goes down mm-hmm. steep. Ends at the liquor store. Not that I... No. <laughs> that's it's just where that. it ends, people. Stop it's before the liquor store <laughs> and go for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, that's good. what else? There's something very specific about the... Be well, careful. Well, this is public. The owner... <laughs> may be mean to you (laughs) (laughs) but it's worth it it's it's a part of the appeal it's part of the experience it's a cultural thing yeah he is a great he's a great guy he was an insurance he was in insurance for like years and retired doing this has this recipe for this these sweet potato buns and makes these breakfast sandwiches that are just and he gives you the whole spiel when you go in it's like have you been in before okay here's the deal Ah. and he runs you down this is how it goes there's not you know, and don't be hoity-toity and expect some sort of, like, fancy restaurant or there's sort of just a way about doing it. And if yeah, order it the way he makes it. Order it the way he makes it. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, if you get all, like, gluten-free, dairy-free, it's all whatever. Like, don't, just don't, don't, yeah. don't pick around with it. It's so good. Yeah. And don't be like, oh, where's the side? You don't need a side. It's so <laughs> filling. for the rest of the day, no. It's like sweet potato <laughs> bun. It's so filling but yeah. delicious that, like... But that was my concern. I walked in, it was just a styrofoam plate Mm -hmm. and this bun. And I was like, I'm going to need like a side salad or something. No. Oh, gosh. No, no. And you don't ask for a side salad, you'll get in trouble. Don't Don't ask for that. Nope. Just order and sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Order, pay, sit down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just watch how other people act. And then you won't be banned for life. Mm Yeah, Crystal, what do you have? Do you have any... Uh... You know, I have been, like, <laughs> with my nose in the books, and it's been running to Tim Hortons or Peanut Pit with my kids <laughs> on the days when I am... Yeah, so I don't really nice. have any great places that I can think of at the moment. Although, for pizza and pasta and stuff, our family does like Presto Cucina. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a so classic. That's, a good one. that's yeah. an Abbotsford classic. It is. Yes, I do like... Uh, I do like... <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah, my, my recommendation, that's really funny, Sterling just wrote down 
the one that I was already going to say. I gonna nudge you to say it. Yeah, well, you don't need to nudge me to say it. Anyone who's talked to me recently knows that I've become a, a regular and a, obsessive customer of Duft & Co. Bakehouse. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. Um, it is downtown Abbotsford as well. It's on Montrose, just down from Spruce Collective and, and in between Spruce Collective and Tracy Cakes there on the west, no, east side of Montrose. Um, amazing espresso. The mm. coffee is so good. I'm also a bit of a coffee snob. Man, how do people even hang out with me? I'm I a know. coffee snob and a foodie. And, <laughs> and Duft & Co. Bakehouse just brings it all together it's for me. It's all of those it things is in like, one it's place. It's all it, in yeah, one it, thing. If it oh. matches your needs, then it's like... It yeah. does not match my um, exercise goals no. needs, though. Especially that no, brownie. because it is delicious. Yeah, yeah. homemade bakery stuff the the guy and girl who own it the girl is a, a, a pastry chef and he is a trained chef and so right now wow. they have mostly just sweets but and a oh, focaccia to de- oh the focaccia is so good oh it's you so like good carbs. I, I like my carbs yeah. so duft and co bakehouse give it yeah. a shot tell them brandy sent you and hopefully they'll just give me free stuff for the rest of my life there so <laughs> Okay, well, that wraps up our, uh, oh, I forgot to pray. Oh, let's end with prayer. That's a good, good, that's a good place to end. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to pray? Sure. Okay. Lord, we thank you that our, that your uh, will being done on earth is not dependent on us understanding it. We thank you, Lord, that we Mm. can walk through every day um, knowing that your hand is over all our lives, that you see us wherever we are, that you see all people wherever they are, that you know where they're going to sit and where they're going to stand and what they're going to do, that we don't need to worry about weaving all these things together, that they are in your hands. Lord, we just pray that as we walk through life, that um, when we go through moments of uncertainty, when we go through moments of pain, um, of grief, think of people in our congregation who have lost people in the last few weeks, I pray, Lord, that we would find this a comforting thing, mm-hmm. that we would be able to rest in your character and how you reveal yourself in Scripture as one who does love us, who walks alongside us, who um, grieves with us when we grieve, who understands our pain, and yet who has a big, amazing plan for humanity. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we just thank you that someday we are going to stand with you um, and maybe look back over the world and how your hand was at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just look forward to that day of... Um, of completion, when your plan has come to completion, and we can see with amazing glory what you have done in and through us and in and through others, um, just since the foundation of the world until you bring it to its completion. So mm. we just thank you, Lord, um, that it's not dependent on us. And we just pray, Lord, that you would just give us hearts that are faithful to you, that you would encourage us as we're in your scriptures, that you would convict us, that you would teach us, that you keep our hearts soft before you, Lord, so that we would be willing to be obedient to you all mm. of our days. Mm. So we pray these things in your name, Jesus the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. 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 Well, we will see you guys next time. Next time. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs>